and we are recording and yes i'm very blue but uh i don't have the lights on behind the i don't have the white lights on behind the uh screen got a bit of a headache and they shine right in your eye so instead i'm just going to look eerily blue very blue like nothing but blue um i guess it's a a solo rant um uh supposed to have george but george doesn't have reception so we can't do it so um today is wednesday 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 november 30th 2022 at 3 31 p.m eastern time for episode 1005 um well i'm uh i'm reading a book called uh wireless wars by jonathan pelson and amongst other things, it is going into, I guess, like the history of Huawei, the Chinese telecom mega corporation. And um, talking about the low bidding, I guess it's something called dumping. I And I have a biology degree. I don't understand business at all. So I could very well just be parroting horseshit. Um. But it's the process by which a newcomer will a newcomer in a in a in a market will offer substantially lower prices in order to get contracts because there's no other reason why you would choose them. Why would you choose out Tommy phone over Apple and Android other than the fact that I'm offering a phone for five dollars? There's really no other purpose to it. I am very blue. This isn't this is uncomfortable to look at. Um, there's no other reason why you would do it. And the purpose is, is that you, and this is, I've now quote unquote known this for about two hours. So again, this is very new knowledge to me. The point is, is you do it in order to get a market share, get revenue, and then you use that revenue to put into your R and D. Your profits are very, very low. Now this can go a step further to where your cash flow is negative, And that's where investors come in. Apparently, Amazon went through $2.2 billion of investor funds before it ever turned a profit. But it's because the investors saw what was going on. They saw the business growing. I guess they liked Bezos. And they said, this is this is going to work one day. Um, so it's, it's not profitable now. It's not that they're taking low profits. They're taking negative profits. But it's going to work out. Um, and it did. Clearly, it did. But... Even that was a big one, and it was, yeah, two-something billion dollars. Now, if the price is so low, there is like an idea of what if you just offered it for next to nothing, and you're, you had a massive negative cash flow, and you incurred all these debts. That light's annoying me. Hold on. There's a, uh, a light on the, the microphone box. It blinks every time you talk. I have these little microfiber cloths that I I cover it in. I haven't done that yet. There we go. So I don't have to look at it. Because I have the attention span of a bird. Um, But there's an idea of <clears throat> what if you offered so low, so unbelievably low, 
that you were able to, and why would you do that then? If you can already, if you can just offer a low price and get into the market and then start using that minimal revenue for R&D, produce better products, and thus throw your elbows into the market over years and decades, why would you go even lower? And it's, the idea is like, well, what if you offered prices so low? That, so what it, So what was that thing I, I just mentioned? You start to get profits in order, where you start to lower your prices in order to win contracts to get profits to put into your R&D. What is the point of the R&D? The point of the R&D is to make better products. Okay. Why do your prices have to be so low? Because other companies have better products. So let's now reverse engineer that line of thinking. They have better products. Why? They probably have big R&D budgets. Where are their R&D budgets from? From their profits. So what if we sank their profits? Bring their product down. So not only are we boosting our profits and our R&D and bringing our product up, but we're bringing them down. So it's not enough that I get better and work out. I'm also going to have some hitmen break the legs of my opponent. Okay. So you'd offer prices so low. Anyone with any rudimentary understanding of business, I'm sure, is watching. The, oh, it, a bold assumption to assume anyone's watching this. But anyone with any understanding of business is probably banging their head against the fucking wall because I have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's my podcast and uh, fuck off. Uh, if you brought your prices down so low, you'd be able to rob the profits of other corporations, inhibit their uh, R&D, and thus lower the quality of their own product and bring yours up. But I guess there's this like theorem that uh, this, you know, this book isn't the first, first ever mentioning of this idea. Like it's been thought of before and it's been worked out that in order to do that, the amount of negative cash flow you'd have to incur, not just like it's a, it's a, it's a venture where, yeah, it's going to be negative like Amazon, but eventually it is going to burst onto the scene. It's that the cash flow would be so negative and the debt would be so great that one, you'd have to liquidate the company and fuck all the shareholders. They'd all cut their losses for this to work. And or two, the debt would be so great that really no amount of profit, no amount of monopolistic control could ever undo that, right? So the loan would be so great. Uh, I like when I got into medical school. The medical school I got into, the loans were eighty thousand dollars a year, so that'd be three hundred and twenty thousand over four years, and that's without interest. And I remember my uncle, who was a physician, told me the only way he goes, "There's no dipping your toes in. The only way you will ever pay off this debt is by becoming a doctor." So, if you go into even one year of medical school. the only way to pay off that debt will be to finish medical school and go get a physician's salary. So it's this weird quicksand. Right? So <clears throat> that's one way to do it. But imagine if there was a loan so big that it didn't matter what you did. If my student loans were $80 million a year, well, you know, if you're a billionaire, you could pay that off. Right? If your loans were $80 billion a year. Over four years, now you're coming up on Elon Musk's net worth. Okay. But what in God's name are you going to do 
to ensure that you're going to, what product are you inventing that someone else hasn't thought of that's going to be worth that much money? So I guess that there's this idea that you can't go that low because you will never be profitable. No amount and no duration of monopolistic control and price gouging will ever pay it off. So one, you would have to liquidate a company and you'd implode. Best case scenario, you become a monopoly, never pay it off, and thus not be a profitable company, and thus the whole thing was moot. Or three, other companies would see your monopolistic control, the companies that you drove out and collapsed, and they'd go, yo, we can get back in on this. Because now the tables have turned, and they're going, we'll just offer a lower price. They can't do it. They have to pay back the loans. So I guess there's this idea and again, my understanding of business stops at that of a lemonade stand. So this whole thing could just be fucked from the get-go. Like my understanding of one plus one could be three. And now I'm giving a lecture on math. And it's like the whole thing was fucked from the beginning. So whatever. But so then why would a company do that? And I guess I get now this book is written. Obviously, it's pro-America, as am I, if the flag didn't tell you that. Who knows? Is this just a hit? I don't fucking know. Is it a hit piece? Is this a is this book an intelligence operation? I don't know. At this point, I need tinfoil injections into my blood. <clears throat> but Huawei's prices were so low that it was, people were looking at this and they're like, dude, this isn't like an Amazon startup. Amazon incurred like $2.2 billion over however many years. Like Huawei has incurred $75 billion. Like what the fuck? And I guess the line is when the party calls, you pick up and it was the Chinese Communist Party. So there's value to this. The example they use in the book is, well, why would anyone do this? And this guy goes, my cash flow from Kroger. No, he goes, my trade deal with Kroger is very one uh, lopsided. Kroger is a, is a supermarket. Then he goes, I buy their stuff all the time. I give them money all the time, and they never buy any of my stuff. When you work at a software company, it, obviously it's a, it's a joke. Shut up. But he goes, that's the point is, you know, society has deemed my value as a software producer to be far more valuable than that of a food producer. So never, never produce what you can buy for cheap. So if it takes me 10 hours a day, seven days a week to farm food, that's going to cost me the price of my salary from whatever lucrative job versus if I just go buy in bulk from Kroger, I can save a lot of money. Specialization and economies of scale allows me to go buy lettuce and apples and pop tarts. And then I go make more money as a software engineer, whatever. That's fine. Now, if a company is trying to throw its elbows around and, and get into a, a market, that's fine too. But the guy goes, there's no problem with other people making money. There's no problem with other companies making money. There's no problems with other nations making money. All on the assumption of a somewhat liberal world order idea and that we are all in this together. Obviously, it's all cutthroat. You're, you know, we're all in this together, quote unquote, in the same way that like Apple and Microsoft are in it together. They're not bombing each other's offices. It's cutthroat. And it's probably right up into that point. But Apple doesn't, 
care if Microsoft is making money so long as they're making their own money, right? It's because we're, for the most part, we are all in this together and that, no, I'm not going to go to your offices and bomb you, right? I'm going to try to be better than you. I want my podcast to be better than yours. But if I get 100,000 downloads this year and you get 90,000, I don't really care. If I get 100,000 and you get 100 million, I don't really care because I still got my 100,000 and I'm going to try to grow. I'm not going to go bomb your offices. So it's this general idea of loose civility. And so in that idea, you're not worried about total wealth. As long as you're getting yours, you don't care if the other guy's getting his. And as you get more and you're able to be less cutthroat, you probably don't care. You're like, yeah, good for them, right? It's like the Reagan speech. Like, one day I hope a Susie and a John can meet an Ivan and an Ivanka and sit down and whatever the fuck. But he goes, only in war are you not worried about total profits or total wealth, and instead you're worried about relative wealth, relative and compared to others. If we're at war... Now I do care if I have 100,000 downloads and you have 90. I want you to have none, and I want me to have it all. So he goes, now if Kroger lowers their prices and they beat out Publix and Hannaford and Whole Foods and Walmart, that's one thing. All right, they're whatever. They're, they're, and if they can produce a better product and they're bringing it to market cheaper, good on them because that's good for you too, the consumer. All right. That is still considering a, and for anyone that's getting hung up on the word liberal world or call it conservative world, I don't give a shit, call it banana world order. An idea that for the most part, we're all civil people who don't care if other people are getting wealthy, if so long as we are all getting wealthy as well. Whatever. Fuck off. But what if that assumption is not true? What if Kroger is lowering their prices in order to corner the market and drive out of the other companies? Okay, that's still that's still viable within this framework. doesn't mean that we're all in it together and going to hold hands. No, you can still drive your opponents to bankruptcy, you know, drive their, you know, hear the lament, le, le, hear the lamenting of their women and children and, you know, burn their towns. Not really, but you can still be beyond cutthroat netflix can still eviscerate blockbuster so the idea of like we're all in this together is not some kumbaya shit it's like no you can still demolish them but there's like to an extent they can just they can still go find other jobs they're not starving whatever the idea is what if kroger did this to Publix and shaw's and walmart and whole foods okay let's they destroy uber eats and and Instacart and Grubhub and whatever, okay. Then they corner the market. They have a monopoly, okay. And then what if they don't just price gouge? They then control the food supply and thus can enact starvation on groups of people they don't like who don't comply. Now it is a tactic of warfare. This is no longer a free market. This is now affecting the, the root fundamental fabric of reality, that we are bipedal organisms, that we are 70 trillion cells that consume protein, carbohydrates, lipids, water, minerals, vitamins, trace minerals, 
and other nutrients. We need to sleep. We need to have shelter. And we'll die if we, there's trauma or, you know, impaling or viral infection. And we're in three-dimensional space with fourth dimension of time. Like, now you're getting to the core of that. Now it's warfare. And an assumption we have is that no one's trying to do that, that we are. And it's, you know, and in one way, that's a beautiful thing. You know, like the naivety of people who don't believe that Pfizer could lie about vaccines just for money. There is a beauty in that. Sure, there's like a, there's a lemming side of it. There's a, your head in the sand. You don't give a shit, you sweet summer child. But there's also a beauty in that. Like, where does that come from? That comes from maybe they see a world that can be better where people don't do that. And that's not a bad thing. That is progress. The very idea that I would imagine 99% of people listening to this didn't even question the idea of a, a framework where we're all okay with each other succeeding. Like that itself was once a, an imagine, you know, what is, I saw a quote yesterday and it's what is now proven was once only imagined. There are some caveman sitting in a cave you know, taking the nuts out of the pocket of a another caveman whose brains he just bashed open. And he might be thinking, there might be a day. Well, English doesn't even exist. But along the lines of, there might be a day where we all can be okay. So and in that sense, it is a beautiful thing. But what if someone is not playing by those rules? Now, again, is this book a hit piece on China? I don't know. It's written by an author in America whose background I know nothing about. I don't know if he's intelligent. I have no fucking idea. Maybe he works for AT&T. I don't know. Maybe he works for Huawei and he's trying to make them sound scarier than they are. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, And that's his argument is, well, that's what they're doing. That's uh, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding's pretty much his thesis in Stealth War. Uh, about fifth generation, sixth generation warfare. He was kicked off Obama's National Security Council for raising the alarm bell on that. Is there infiltration in the U.S. government? Because the U.S. government would normally step in and look at something like this theoretical Kroger and go, yeah, they're affecting the food supply now. Like the Pentagon's looking at it and going, yeah, this isn't free market anymore. This is warfare. Well, what if you infiltrated the Pentagon and they turn a blind eye? I think it was Steve Kirsch that said it. Maybe it was Brett Weinstein. But he goes, you trust the pilot. If the plane's jerking around, he goes, sorry, we hit some turbulence. Or we're going back to the airport because, you know, the wings acted weird. But that's on the assumption that the pilot is the pilot who has your best intentions. And that someone who speaks perfect English didn't just cut the pilot's throat, take over the plane and go, everything's fine. So there are assumptions we make that our frameworks, that our minds work within those frameworks. Those assumptions aren't always correct. And, you know, that's a slippery slope. I'm on the fifth floor of an apartment building. Do I go down a rabbit hole of do I trust this engineer? What if they gave me an apartment because they want me to? And it's like, well, no, you, you do have to stop at a certain point and be like, yeah, man, I like I trust the TV I bought doesn't have a Claymore inside of it. 
If I'm the president, you're probably going to want to x-ray scan it and make sure there's not. But I'm not. I just bought a TV to play World of Warships on. So I get that too. But in the rarefied air of trillions of dollars and geopolitical hegemony, you do have to look at those assumptions. So Huawei is lowering the prices. And again, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding in his book, Stealth War, I had him on here. I think he was episode 160, 161 maybe. Or 181, just between, somewhere between 160 and 180. And he was kicked off the National Security Council for bringing it up. It could also just be retardation and saying, oh, you're a Zeta Pope. And it's like not a hardened military general who's, you know, looking out for the best of his own country. But that's racist now. Um, so there's that idea. Is that what, so? Let, let's let's go back and look at like the the Apollo mission. Wasn't the Apollo like calculated today's expenses? Wasn't it like a hundred billion dollars? That's not important. I don't need the exact number. It was a lot of fucking money. It was a ton of money. It was profitable in that like Northrop Grumman and Boeing and Raytheon. I don't even know if they existed back then. Were making like the Lem module. They were making the suits and the rovers and the cameras, and that was profitable. But overall, it we foot the bill as a country, right? But it was national security. It was also pioneering our way into space. And then now, what? I mean, it hasn't been 60 years. It's been 53 years since we landed on the moon, right? July 1969. That's 53 years. Yeah, 53 years and five months, four months. <laughs> Now it's profitable. Now there's a ton of corporations and not just defense and, and SpaceX. And then there's an example of a company that did came in, throw their elbows around, did something new, incurred negative cash flow, and it's now the biggest DOD contractor, right? So it's not all evil. Obviously, there's my own bias because it's an American company. Okay, sure. And there is the there is good in government in that you do sometimes need to do that. You take something that is not profitable will not be profitable for decades. But on a very long timeline, it is profitable. It's like the ultimate venture capital. Now, that's a slippery slope because you don't want to start falling down this assumption that government is ultimate wisdom. And because you think it's stupid, I'm sure there was some, you know, I'm sure there was a Tommy in like 1950 that was like, this idea of an ARPANET, well, it was classified, but this idea of an ARPANET is stupid. It's not going to be profitable for 30 years. And it's like, okay. But 1980 was 40 years ago. And that was 30 years of after the date. So now we're 70 years in the future, 72 years in the future. And it is, I'd argue the internet's profitable. But you also don't want to fall on the assumption that every choice they make is ultimate wisdom because it's made up of people like you and I who could be corrupt. They could have the best intentions, but they're just flawed. They could be corrupt for other nations and they're driving a country to destroy itself, That whatever. <clears throat> the Human Genome Project was originally, I think, a, Dep a Department of Energy project. I could be wrong on that. I think it was a DOE project. But now there's 23andMe and Ancestry and whatever the fuck. 
and it's not just like a fun like it's like those commercials where you see and it's like i find i found out that i wasn't entirely irish part of my pig ancestry was also from scotland and it's like oh wow what a fucking revelation you you pasty white blue-eyed irish catholic animal you're surprised that someone in the gene line also fucked some other whore from a neighboring nation gee golly and then it's like well i also found out i'm part saudi arabian so i got in touch with my saudi arabian heritage and it's like this is retarded this is just a this is just another level of like buying merch from your alma mater whatever but then it has biological implications like i got a i got a cheek swab a couple years ago to see which medications i would react to so that was kind of cool so there is good in it But so, but the point is, is with these investments, all things considered, that it's not corrupt, it's not greedy, it's not compromised, are for an ultimate edge in the long run, right? The space program, the internet, the human genome sequence. I can only imagine that somewhere deep in some DARPA lab or Sandia or Los Alamos or Oak Ridge, Tennessee or whatever that they are and have been for decades, there is a Manhattan Project for Artificial Intelligence. And it has probably eaten tens of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars. And in the year 2080, we'll go, and in, in someone like me would go, they let investigate it's 1990, it's still not profitable. And it might not be profitable for another 30 years. But those 30 years will pass, and then another 30 will pass after that. And there is some Tommy in 2082 going, yeah, it did take a while, but in the same way that I argue, you know, sarcastically, because it's so obvious that the internet was profitable, OMG, there is some future person going, yeah, the AI project, whatever it's called, the Helix project, I just made that up. Yeah, it was profitable. But you can see then that there is a point, right? There is an edge. It's it's national security. It's hegemony, it's just wealth, it's just profit, it's just dominance over others. It's not always, I want society to be better, it's, I want a penthouse, that's fine, I don't give a shit, go for it. <laughs> so then why is Huawei so hell-bent on this? Because it's not a new technology, and that's kind of the other thing. It's like, the internet, space flight, human genome project, AI, these are all burgeoning, bleeding-edge technologies, why why are they so intent on controlling like cell phones and cell phone communication? That's odd. It's very odd. Unless you look at it, not in the world order of we're all trying to draw in it together, but more so through the eyes of someone that wants to dominate while well, they're going after communications. C3, command, control, and communications, is that it? And they've incurred such a negative cash flow for so long. Now they're profitable. But why are they doing that? Why do they want control? And I think it was in this book. It might have been in the book I read before. Is it raining out? Oh, yeah. Shout out, Rain. That uh, it might have been Chip Wars. I just read a book called Chip Wars, and now I'm on Wireless Wars. Um, 
seeing how the sausage is made, I just find a topic I'm kind of into and go down that rabbit hole. And what made me get interested in that? I think I just saw like the a, an interesting title of a book. Like the picture looked cool. And I was like, that looks cool. It's the American flag with the silicon chip. Um, And then it leads me down this. So, so it's, it's either in chip wars or it's in wireless wars that they actually mapped out. I think the FBI mapped out like things Huawei was purchasing. And it was like, what a surprise. It was all in the, and I, I don't know what vicinity is. Uh, is that the right word? Vicinity? In the same vicinity. Is that the right word? I don't know. I'm having that thing where it doesn't doesn't sound right. Vicinity. Yeah, vicinity. All right. Um, it doesn't feel right. Vicinity. It's in the same vicinity as like JSOC of uh, strategic air or whatever, whatever the successor is. Uh, air Force Space Command. Off at Air Force Base, NORAD, all around Washington, D.C., all around uh, like MIT and Harvard and Stanford and UCSF. And it was around all these very interesting areas, Fort Benning. And so, uh, you know, that's a concern. Uh, Fort Meade, Langley, Quantico. And so, of course, it's a military operation. And then it wasn't chip wars. So whereas uh, Wireless Wars is by Jonathan Pelson, chip wars is by uh, chip war by Chris Miller. Like these sales are also shut down. Like the government is monitoring monitoring sales. I guess you got to go through the State Department doing international business. And... uh they would shut down these sales and they'd be like, this is a conflict with national security. And then like a random pop-up company from like Norway would be like, actually, we're interested in buying that manufacturing plant. Well, how much does it cost? Well, we'll pay 50 billion. Y'all run out of a garage in like Sveltfort and you have like a Dell computer. Oh, let's look at your sheets. Oh, you were founded by anonymous seed capital from Beijing. Fuck off. It's it's the three kids in the trench coats coming up and being like, I would like to purchase one nuclear secret. And it's like, get out of here, fucking Wang Lee. Um, so that's kind of what they noticed with Huawei. And I'm realizing maybe this wasn't the time to do a solo rant because I haven't finished the chapter. I don't know where it goes. Uh, maybe this was a bad idea. I don't know where it goes. All right, well, so let's just see how much I can speculate. So you then have to wonder, like, what are their intentions? Because they did do that with the Belt and Road Initiative, where they offer all these things at low, low, low prices. And then when you inevitably, when you, a third world nation, inevitably can't pay for it, hey, don't worry about it. Just give us access to your warm water ports for our Chinese frigates. And kind of like George Carlin, like, bullshit, you know, he goes, he goes, you know, we're great at bombing brown people. When was the last time we bombed white people? Have we ever bombed white people? Yeah. 
once, and it was the Germans, and that's because they wanted to take over the world. Bullshit. That's our fucking job. So, like, the Belt and Road Initiative is like, yo, you can't go in and offer roads and power lines and 5G networks to these third world nations, and then when they can't pay the bills, you get to go in and get mining rights? That's our fucking job. The IMF, the Bank of International Settlements, International Monetary Fund, yeah, IMF International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the Bank of International Settlements. That's our fucking job. What are you doing? We bring the freedom. You can't bring freedom. You can't install a dictator, say he's corrupt, go wipe him out, rebuild everything, and then you get the access to the Xanthanum mines. That, that's our job. <clears throat> but it seems like that's what they're doing. Um. Which is interesting. It does kind of make you think. It's like that quote. If the product is free. You're the product. So Facebook and Instagram. These are free. I just get to use these things. And like. Like World of Warships. It's free. It's fucking great. 60 FPS. It's 4K. It's great. Great sound design. Great updating. You can, you know, you can grind and unlock new armor and turrets and flags and its capabilities. And it's fucking great. But if you want the grind to go faster, you have to pay. Okay. So that, that makes sense then, right? If you didn't have to pay, the hairs should eventually stand up and go, why is this free? Solitaire is free because it's fucking solitaire. But like, if a very good game is free, something's up. Now, is it a Black Friday deal? Is it a new company trying to get their name out there? I don't know. But if something very good is free, so for all of its flaws, you know, Facebook and Instagram are good. Social media sucks. Every person that ever says social media sucks is addicted to it like the rest of us. You're not unique for looking at that. It's like when you're 18 and you're like, money's the root of all evil. Congratulations. Did you just smoke pot yesterday? Did you also find out war is bad? What else you got, Copernicus? What other breaking edge theorems do you have? We spend money we don't have on things we don't need. Wow, man, you are fucking... You got any great thoughts on germ theory too? Jesus Christ. Fucking retard. But, yeah, so, where, where was I? I remember what I was talking about. Yeah, if the product is free. So, you know, give them a taste. Give them the, give them the first Percocet for free. They'll be back. And it's evil. So then you got to wonder, and then other stuff is free, but it sucks, right? Like the DMV or like, the post office or like government maintained roads like they're, they're free but they suck so that's like, it's like a little more honest yeah yeah it's free and it's horseshit and it kind of balances out in your mind you go got it this iMac was not free but it is lightning fast great resolution i've truly never had a problem with it never once it's never hiccuped knock on wood or whatever particle board knockoff this is it's great. When I buy a particle board table that's cheap as shit from Amazon, I understand it's cheap, which is why when I was screwing the 
fucking fasteners and it just punched right through and now it looks like somebody shot my table. That wouldn't happen on a very expensive thick wood table where the everything was perfectly engineered and and product tested. But when you buy the cheapest table, what do you expect? So there's this sort of like balancing effect where it's like if it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. I pay a lot for internet. It's very good internet. This was an expensive TV. It's also 86 inches, 4K, and 60 hertz. Okay. When it's dog shit, don't be surprised that it's dog shit. But if it's very good and it's for free, something's up. Now, obviously, everything we've just talked about, there's also the idea of if Amazon buys up, you know, Facebook buys Meta, Meta can incur a huge debt as it is right now. Right? Right now, it's kind of the, the butt of jokes. It's they're, they lost whatever, a third of a trillion dollars. Okay. And they might tank. But in 20 years, you might be saying, yeah, I'd assume Meta's profitable. With the same kind of joke as you say, yeah, I'd assume Apple's going to be profitable. If you could go back 50 years, someone says, do you think Apple computers are going to be profitable? You'd be like, dump everything you own into it. Kill your friends and steal their wallets and max out their credit cards and buy stock. You'll be able to afford a legal team with your profits that will keep you out of jail for killing all of your friends. We could very well be looking back at Meta and go, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I would argue that that $300 billion they lost in 2022 was a drop in the bucket to the $300 trillion they made in 2050. I don't know. But as we're seeing with like Huawei, like there is, what is it? Why is it free? Which then starts to make you think, what else in this world is free? What else are we getting? YouTube's free. Instagram's free. They're getting all of your data. They're getting your location. And on a long enough timeline, just like Kroger lowering their price, they're getting profit from data. They're selling your data to advertisers, to insurance companies, to whatever. And then there's a, another profit that's outside the realm of financial profit and more in the realm of power profit. Then there's the back-end portals through the DHS as leaked by The Intercept on October 31st, about a month ago control of the narrative and that's invaluable the immune response that was stimulated by elon musk buying twitter is proof of that profit that that power profit not just financial if it's just financial no one would give a shit because the owners of the company got the cash out all the top executives got golden parachutes more power to them go for it that makes america great but the fact that there was such this like immune response, it's hate speech. If you let other people for political parties, I don't like talk. It means they're anti-Semites. And it's like, what the fuck? Excuse me? So you can see the the power, the the power profit. So it's not just financial, it's power, you know. Why did Jeff Bezos fund his own personal expedition into the ocean to recover uh the Saturn V uh rocket bells it wasn't profitable he could have opened a museum and that museum with a, a century of admissions tickets probably still wouldn't have paid for that search for him it was personally profitable 
he wanted the fucking rocket bell in his office or wherever in the lobby of his office. So then there's like personal profit where it's like, I know it's not worth anything, but I want it. You know, I moved up here to new England. One, I like the cold, but I want it to be closer to family. It cost me money. My rent is more. It was a headache and a half. I'm still not entirely unpacked. I still haven't found a, a fucking doctor's office that there's not like a nine month wait for. Got to change my license, change my tags. I still don't know where most shit is. I still need GPS for basic shit. Yeah, I'm not entirely settled in, but there's a personal profit and that I'm closer to my family. Okay. But what's interesting about power profit is as opposed to financial profit is financial profit. You don't really need to, you know, beat your chest and scream. You can, you can do, you know, you can do attack campaigns. You can, you know, try to outsource them. You can try to do backroom deals. You can bribe, what all that stuff. But for the most part, it kind of just works out on its own, right? Eventually, you'll just buy off the top executives from that corporation. Be like, hey, stop making this a problem. Come work for us. I'll give you a raise. All right. It, it is thermodynamic in that sense and that's like it will find the path of least resistance but because no one questions that we're all okay with that and i think as well as we should be it's like yeah they they the guy left the company and went to the one that offered him more money of course why wouldn't you if bitshoot offered me 10 million dollars i'd nuke my podcast from every other platform i don't give a fuck but we're all okay with that you know why does this player leave this team where he's beloved in that city? Well, they offered him 10 times more. All right. Yeah. I mean, you get it. You know, it's not always great, but you get it. Oh, it's a piece of, uh, I don't know what that is. Um, but you get it. So it's okay to, you know, when, when, when Google releases a new phone, I was just at home over Thanksgiving and Google had all of their own, you know, our camera's better, our connectivity is better, our new Android phone, blah, blah, blah. But how does their power come out? Or how does their financial profit battle play out? You lower the prices, you increase the the speed you in, uh, of the phone, you increase the encryption, you increase the number of apps it can run, its storage, the resolution of its camera, the, you know, the ecosystem. And it's, it, and it's instead of a, a screaming, you know, them firebombing Apple, instead it manifests as a clean, crisp, highly produced ad with great audio, great transitions, great graphics, everything, right? Then here's the thing, a little legal disclaimer, blah, 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 blah. Apple will then, you know, come back with uh, the iPhone 15 and now it's uses the A whatever bionic chip and the neuro engine and it's the free market and it's a very civil fight and it comes out in it manifests as ads and as ads on subways and, you know, get four phones free if you sign up for a new line and we're offering 10 gigabit upload speed and blah, blah, blah. What's interesting about the power profit is so so why is that okay with these companies do? Because we're in a free market and we are all okay, except for a couple fat fucking losers who aren't okay with other people working harder and making money. They're kind of a scourge on uh, natural selection 
and don't live in reality. And much like an unprofitable business, they've been subsidized and technically should have been allowed to fail a long time ago. Myself included. I was a fat, depressed, angry fuck, but luckily the love profit of my parents brought me home, got me therapy, and got me back up on my feet. And now I am turning a quote-unquote love profit in that I am self-sufficient. I go visit them. We have great family moments, all that good shit. But that's acceptable, right? So as much as I would just now shit on fucking lazy people that don't work, I also have friends that if I could, I would move them into my house tomorrow, get them therapy, and try to get them going. Would I ever make a penny from it? No, I would do nothing but lose money. But I would know that I paid it forward. Having lost a brother suicide, I know that I would pay it forward and bring them up. And when I go bring ramen noodle to a homeless shelter, I know I'm never getting anything out of that. I get to pat myself on the back and feel like a douchebag. But it's also like, you know, you, you know it's the right thing. So there are all these different like profit motives that aren't necessarily financial or not exclusively financial. And that's acceptable, right? If you have enough money and you're paying all your bills, you know, if I'm doing this and I'm dead broke, there's a problem in that because you can't take care of others until you've taken care of yourself. There's sacrifice, but you know, like on a battlefield where you jump on a grenade and you die, but the other guys, that's sacrifice that's honorable. But like you can't start helping other people out. You can't do philanthropy until you've made your billions. Right. And no one bats an eye at it. They go, that's a beautiful thing. You helped out your friend, you helped out your brother, you helped out whatever, the homeless guy. When one company comes out with cheaper phones, with better screens and higher resolution this and higher frame rate. And you don't say, fuck them, they're offering a better product. You go, well, let's see what Apple does. When the PS5 comes out, you don't go, duh, duh, they have 4K gaming? This is a travesty. No, they come out with a new Xbox that theoretically can do 8K gaming. I don't know if anyone believes that, but whatever. Right? when the 3090 RTX comes out and there's price gouging because of crypto mining and then the pandemic and supply shortages, it, the, the prices skyrocket and now they come back down. Now you have a 4090 that can handle this stuff. And it's all within the Overton window of acceptance because we all agree that, yeah, they're trying to make a profit and it's better because I don't personally care if this company goes under. Maybe I have a nostalgic value for it, but if this other company can offer me, if Netflix offers me something far better, I can get it instantaneously in my living room with a press of a button. I don't have to go to a physical location. You might miss Blockbuster because you have memories tied to it, but you don't actually give a fuck. The product didn't go anywhere. It just got better. And I would imagine a lot of those executives were poached for Netflix. So we don't care because we're all getting something better. All right. And again, it's understood as we all accept that, or at least the vast majority of us do. So it's in the Overton window of acceptance. Yeah, profit. Is anyone, you don't see anyone going, Tesla used to be the only EV, and now all these other corporations are making it. No, you go, yeah, well, naturally, they're trying to get in on the fucking pie. Good. And we are moving forward. Great. It is not acceptable openly. It's the quiet part that they don't want to say out loud. When in a free market, someone purchases Twitter. Because they can't voice the concern. 
you know, what happened when Getter and Parler opened? If you don't like Twitter, make your own. So they did. And it's they're still not as good. The user base isn't as wide. The, the latency and use of the app is still clunky. They're getting better. Rumble is nowhere near as good as YouTube. It's just not, but it's getting there. And no one complains. Well, some people did, but they're retards. You know, if you don't like it, go make your own. And then they did, and they're making money. Go for it. There's a reason for it. There's a reason why Rumble's growing, right? No one complains about it. But when someone buys Twitter, <clears throat> no one can say, well, we should go make our own Twitter and it will be better and faster with lower latency. No, because that's not the profit argument. If it was just a profit argument, that's what you would have done. Sure, people shit on Getter, Parler, Gab, Free Space, whatever, but ultimately it doesn't matter because it's it's all profit and they're making their own little fiefdoms and that's fine. They can't voice the true profit that they're worried about because it's you 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 don't want to drop the mask. And the mask is covering the fact that they want narrative control. They want to shape the information that gets to you. They want a 21st century sidestepping facilitation of the First Amendment, that pesky thing. the fuck's honking out there? I don't know why I think I can move into a city and then have a problem with sirens and horns. I guess that's my own arrogance. Um... But yeah, so they can't voice that concern. So instead, they have to dress it up as something else. It's anti-Semitic. It's xenophobic. It's fucking misogynistic. It's blah, 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 blah. And they're dancing all around it. If Apple started criticizing Google as anti-Semitic, xenophobic, misogynistic, what would everyone and their mother do? They'd go, just release a better phone, assholes. Stop complaining. That quarterback's a racist and a rapist and a blah, blah, blah. And everyone would go, you need to train better because you're not as good. You want a Super Bowl ring versus the person that puts their head down and just does the work. All right. If you're attacking them on every other point, they're cheated. They're on and dude, you lost. You got your ass kicked. That doesn't mean that cheating doesn't exist and steroids don't exist, but it's like you got your ass kicked. It sucks, but move forward. Well, he's smarter because he now he's got a better score on the test. You didn't work as hard. And anyone that has half a brain will look at you and go, dude, stop. You're acting like a child. If 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 Chevy came out and was like, Tesla's they're they're cornering the market and they're using unfair, but they go fuck off the societal the 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 public mass consciousness is moving towards evs regardless of climate they're just they're cleaner they're quieter they're futuristic they're like an iphone as a car you'd be like shut the fuck up and move netflix is just they want people fat and no shut up you have a physical brick and mortar location with a bunch of tvs on vhs you have to adapt there's a new thing the ps5 is no just release a new xbox you dipshit But they can't voice that. They can't say, we need to put our money together and build a better Twitter. Because that's not what they're after. Create your own, Parler and Getter. 
Well, fuck, somebody did. All right, shut down the app store. It doesn't. Any other time we'd say, oh, that's monopolistic control. You would occupy Wall Street. But you can see that's not what it's actually after. But they can't tell you what they're after. It's like when someone goes to a farmer and offers them $100 million for 10 acres. They're like, what do you know that I don't know? What is under this ground? Is it gold? Is it oil? Are you building a nuclear bunker for the government? Which that is, that is a story. Raven Rock, the Beardlot Project. But they can't say that because they don't want to drop the mask. So that is what's kind of interesting is you're seeing the unfaithful spouse say, "Don't you can't look at my phone. That's my property. It's probably and you're like, I just wanted to make a call. We've been married for 50 years. It, you can't fucking. It's like I've literally seen you shit a million times. Can I just pick up? I have to call the doctor. My phone's. No, you, this is a violation. Of, what's on your phone? Now I'm curious. What is on your phone? No, nothing. Don't look at it. You know, it's. Did, did you do something? Right. So it's like. When, they, when they're so foaming at the mouth. Elon, the rocket man that wants to get us off oil and make us a multi-planetary species and provide orbital internet to everyone on every corner of the globe, the meme man. When in a couple months, he has gone from the savior to a white supremacist Nazi on par with Trump. Something's up. Something's up. What the fuck? And it's because what it is, is like when you lower your profit margins to corner your way into a market or whatever, and there's a grander plan. So if it seems too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. In that same way, when they are not arguing on the financial battlefield, and they're not saying, well, let's go deliver a better product. When they, when all the former chief executives of Twitter don't all get together and go, we're going to make whatever, slapper, and it's going to be even better. And even, you know, a higher, you know, character count tweet. And you got unlimited video upload and everybody's verified. Blah, 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 blah. When they don't do that, but instead they just go, fucking racist. It's because they can't say... They can't. What do they say in the commercials when Apple and Google go at each other? They don't hide it. They say exactly what's on their mind. They go ten dollars lower, right? You you see it on Twitter. You see Wendy's and McDonald's going at it. Like that's nice. We we do breakfast twenty four because it's open. The argument's out in the open. No one's arguing. No quarterback has to play like a has to be a diplomat and go. Well, you know, I'd I'd really like to be part of the team in uh in 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 Milwaukee and. You know, I'm from there and the heritage. No, they they go, I've thrown more quarterbacks. I have less fumble. I, I throw more quarterbacks. I've thrown more touchdowns. I have less fumbles. I have a higher pass completes, completion rate, and I'll fucking do it for less money, and I'll bring you a Super Bowl. There's no mask to be removed because it is in the realm of acceptable discourse. They go, yeah, it's a fucking better player who wants to earn you more money. You get the trophy. You get to everyone wins. There's never any dancing around it. You know, they don't, well, you know, I, I chose Miami. No, you chose Miami because they give you $500 million. 
Yeah. And what do you see when the quarterback you love or the, the, the point guard you love or the pitcher you love leaves the team you love? And you go, why'd they leave? Well, because they, they gave him $200 million. What do you go? You go, that sucks, but I mean, $200 million. Okay, I get it, right? Of course you do. Of course you fucking do. You understand it. And it's in, the, and no one's af- afraid of saying, you don't go, well, you know, I, I like that area. I think the grass is great. No, fuck off. They give you a quarter billion dollars, and that's okay. Some people are going to attack you for it, and they're fucking retards. They take the money too. But what's so fascinating is you're seeing them, and they cannot say what it truly is. We want control of the narrative. We want control of the misinformation policies. We, You're not afraid that the other side's ideas are truly evil. Because if they were evil and bad, people would see it and it would fall apart. You go, oh, they're now saying that the earth is flat. People go, oh, they're fucking retarded. It's not that you have a genuine concern. Because if you had a genuine, like Tesla doesn't advertise. Hydroflask doesn't advertise. The product is just better. Nobody needs to advertise fentanyl. I've never done it, but I've heard it's great. You just advertise it it just is you're just gonna buy it right no one needs to advertise gasoline you need it your local power company probably doesn't advertise because you need it it's a utility if you were truly concerned about just the free marketplace of ideas you wouldn't care. You'd go, I know what I'm doing is better. I know what I stand for. It doesn't matter who owns Twitter because the best idea will rise to the top. It's not that at all. You're not worried about money. You're not worried about employees being laid off. If you gave a fuck about them, you wouldn't be jerking off to vaccine mandates that resulted in the unlawful and immoral termination of millions of employees across the nation. Now, you care about one thing and one thing only. And it's the control of the narrative. And much like if you're Huawei and you need to lower your prices to elbow into a market, it's because you're not offering a better product yet. In time, you can. But right now, you're not. Right now, I'm offering Tommy Filler, and it's a piece of shit, but I'm selling it for $5 instead of $1,000. Okay. You're not arguing finance. You're not arguing anything. You're arguing racism, xenophobia, anti-Semite, fucking misogynistic. Because you can't argue the other thing. And that is that the ideology you're espousing, the self-hatred, the identity politics, the race-based discourse doesn't sell. Because people have functioning brains. And the thing you truly want is power. You want power over others. And you know that doesn't sell. So instead, you have to attack others for something. You can't look at my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid you're going to give it a virus. And it's like, you know what? I, I, now I think you're cheating on me. And now I want to see what's on your phone. If you're not offering a better product if the ideology or the philosophy was truly superior, it would take off. 
you know that the thing you're doing requires, in order for it to stay afloat, much like a fledgling company, a negative cash flow, there's a negative morality. The only way you can make your idea great of fucking whatever the fuck, that it's stunning and brave to love children, not in a beautiful family way, but in a Jeffrey Epstein way, you have to balance the checkbook. In order for it to seem okay, you have to shut down all opposing discourse. You have to control the narrative. And that, to me, is the most fascinating thing that we're watching. is because they can't say what it really is, right? If you're a company right now, you can go, yeah, I hate Apple and Microsoft. And it's going to take about 20 years, but Tommy Phone will be profitable. And it's going to take time. And everyone goes, yeah, you know, some people might go, he's delusional. Some people might go, yeah, give it time. You know, it could be another great American company. They can't say what it really is. And everyone knows what it really is. And it's just the funniest thing. Tom Brady's a, he, he praises Satan and he fucking kills baby puppies. And it's like, dude, he's been at 10 Super Bowls. It sucks to suck. But that's okay to say. They can't say what it really is. And that's, they want control of the narrative. They want to control how you think. They want to censor things they don't like. Because in a free marketplace, their ideas don't sell. They're not socially profitable. So you need a monopoly. And that is fascinating. Because everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows what it, everyone know what's behind your back. I'm not holding the cookie jar. Like Billy, did you take the cook? No, I don't I don't everybody turn around. I'm going up to my room. Everyone knows what it is. And they're trying to cover it up as anything. They're firing employees. They're losing money. Since when have you given a fuck about Elon Musk's net worth? They're losing money. They're... No. Everyone is... Everyone's watching and it's fucking hilarious. As they dress it up as everything but what it is. And it's... A... A savage desire... For total control of the narrative. Um, so. I don't know. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one.